Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the fast world of professional wrestling. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Each week we kick off the show discussing the news from the past week, which we find most interesting, mostly to Japan, but we talk a little bit of everything. Follow it up with a rundown of all the shows making tape this week or airing live, and finish up with our usual roundup of all the miscellaneous wrestling we watched recently before getting into our main topics for the week. This week is episode 62, and our main topics will be uh, Dragon Gate's Memorial Gate 2021 and DZ Judgment 2021. Uh, I said last week we were going to talk about that Tokyo Joshi show from the past <laughs> weekend, but we didn't know what the card was. We were kind of just struggling to find something to talk about, but completely forgot Dragon Gate was this past weekend, too. So i uh, going to talk about that. Um, not a whole lot to say about it other than, like, major points. Not, I, don't think, I don't think the show was really that great or anything. Uh, no. I was going to say, I pretty much agree. I don't think, like, anything was, like, a must-watch, but at least it was... Still pretty fun overall, like usual, but yeah. And there are some talking points to come out of it, especially with oh, like course. titles matches being set up and stuff like that. Judgment though was a great show. I really enjoyed that a lot, especially the yeah, Judgment was last really couple good. matches. Very solid. But before we get into that, uh, do anything special this past week? I mean, oh. I know we did a, <laughs> I know we did a lot of cleaning this past week. Yes, we did a lot of uh, spring cleaning, I guess, around here, and or finally tossing. I'd say some clothes, but honestly, it's a lot of clothes between the both of mm-hmm. us, surprisingly. Yeah, going to try and find somewhere to donate that so we yeah. can get it out of the house, really. Honestly, but it's one less thing that we have to move, or that we'll have to move whenever we move out of here in a couple months, I guess. Yeah. And it's, oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got to get ready for that. And plus, it's just a nice weekend this past weekend overall. Oh, this uh, weekend was beautiful. We actually um, drove out, like, we were just <laughs> driving around pretty much with the farthest we went. <laughs> In our car in, like, a year, pretty much of the this day almost. Like going home, yeah. That was pretty funny. Because uh, there's this park on the way to the work. And we decided, like, hey, it's nice. Let's drive around a little bit, go to see if it's open. Yeah, it's open. Yeah, it uh, was open. It was, it was packed. It was fucking popping over there. That, I mean, it was a really nice day. I can't really blame people. Yeah. But uh, through doing that, I realized I've made sure I know how to get to work still. And he does. Since it's been over a year Ooh. since we were in the office. So whenever that's going to happen, we'll be back, I guess. And then... Other than that, still just doing gym stuff. Uh, yeah, that was a typical. Uh, Gaming-wise, I don't think anything's really changed either. Yeah, not really. Yeah, I know. I haven't played Brave <laughs> Default at all. I'm, I meant to play this past weekend, but I kind of got watching Side anime track, more than anything yeah. this past weekend. Because uh, a lot of shit ended this weekend. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen ended, and thought definitely a great show. Um, I still love the manga a little bit more, but... And I think that's typical for the most part. I don't know, but like, seeing the, seeing the anime made it even like better too i don't know like, Anim- i mean animation definitely helps too i think like as far as like story wise the manga usually does a better job but it's like yeah seeing it animated is pretty cool but uh hopefully they stick with the studio at whenever they do announce the second season which isn't announced yet but it's definitely happening because like they yeah, just let- announced the prequel manga is getting a movie so it's pretty much only a matter of time before the second season gets announced yeah let's not pull a one punch man and switch studios <laughs> for the next season uh, so, and then I finished Dr. Stone, and that was pretty much just as good as the last season of it. Uh, I'm not going to read the manga, because it wasn't really good enough to compel me to do that, but I'm definitely excited for the third season, whenever that's announced, because that, they wasted no time announcing that, that's for sure. No. Us uh, and Skate's still going on, but I'm enjoying it. It's wrapping up this weekend with the final episode, and I could see them either ending the series here, because they're basically doing like the big skate-off in this 
last episode, it seems like. Mm. So they could either finish it there or do second season bait. So we'll see, I guess. And then Higurashi's been, was really great as well. Like, she finished it last week, but I finally finished it. And <laughs> I'm really curious what they do with the second season coming, like, coming from someone who uh, has never watched the original. But uh, I really just want to see what they do next, because they definitely took a turn in the last few episodes where they basically, like, switched protagonists. Yeah. And that was really good. And then... Looking at uh, spring, there's not a whole lot that looks that interesting to me, honestly. Spring is a bit dry. I definitely think I'm checking out, like, the rebooted um, Shaman King. Yeah, definitely check that out, too. Um, that house husband shit. Once yeah, that house husband Netflix. shit. That should be really good. That, I need to check out Be the Beginning. Yeah, at be least the, the first too. six episodes. I've that, heard mixed things, so yeah. I'm a little scared. I mean, that, I think that show kind of had mixed It had mixed, it had mixed anyway. reviews anyway. But we enjoyed it. Was, it was a little bit of a clutter, but whatever. Yeah, it's not anything crazy, but it's something to watch. And then that Yasuke, I think it's Yasuke. It's coming on Netflix at the end yes, of the month. Yes, yes, that looks and, good too. So check out that. But like most of the shows we're watching on Netflix, so we can binge most of them. Which I'm so happy about. Like, yes, I can get these out of the way, not have to wait every week. Boku no Hero uh, season oh, five like just if came out this week. That, so yeah. since I have nothing else to watch, I decided to binge through uh, season four, which I'd kind of started, but I just dropped off when it was actually airing. So I'm trying to pick up through that about halfway through the season. So also, trying to like. What is that fucking Attack on Titan bait? I thought this was the last season. Yeah, everything I saw to me it sounded like it was ending, but then it's like apparently it's not. So I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't watch it. I just thought it was funny because you know everyone's like, oh gosh, it's ending, and then all of a sudden it's like part two in like winter of 2022. I'm like, that's not how this works. Yeah, if it's final, it's final. You didn't say part one or part two. Anyway, it was just funny to me. But yeah, I'm sure I'll pick up some other stuff. But yeah, this season's kind of dry overall, so. Gives me time to watch more wrestling potentially, but which would be nice since I'm I say kinda, that. And then, uh, I'm kind of caught up on wrestling. What I want to watch, really, like there's some. Uh, I want to finish the Tokyo Joshi stuff that I'm missing out on, like the show where we didn't watch that we were gonna watch. But uh, there's still some stuff there. I want to watch a little bit of Gombari. I've heard it's been pretty good this past mm-hmm. year. I've seen most of it. It's not everything from March is really what I'm missing. I'd like to watch the Lucha, but I'm at this point I don't know what I'm doing with that because I know like the. Cubs fan has a bunch of shit on, like, on his Google Drive and that he's uploading. Yeah. Since uh, AAA is impossible to watch in the States otherwise. <sighs> but enough uh, stalling here. Let's get through the news real quick. Uh, not a whole lot of it, especially because a lot of the news we're going to talk about c- comes out of the shows we're talking about. So we'll save it for that. Like, a lot of DET stuff got announced at yeah, Judgment. Okay. So we'll save most of that for when we talk about the show. Um, we're going to talk about the Takashita stuff now or wait. I don't know if it doesn't really have to do with the show. There are, there are a couple of DT things I'm going to talk about now on the show, okay. so we can talk about it then. But uh, not a whole lot of Western news that I really want to talk about. There's some stuff coming out of the ROH show, I guess, but we can talk about that because oh, we did watch God. the show. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk about like this later half of the show because he fell asleep. So. <laughs> oh, wait, bury, wait, bury the lead there. <laughs> but um, like I said, not a whole lot of news. Uh, Japanese uh, news, yeah. really, like just like any news, like great. Uh, they're gonna be doing a tournament, another tournament on YouTube this time, a pure wrestling tournament. It's basically the same participants, same even same brackets, just Kazuyoshi swapping in. So it's gonna be Kazuyoshi versus Takano Ito, and Sumo Watanabe versus Yu Izuka, and then winners face in the next round. Since uh, you beat Izuka, or not you beat Izuka, Soma <laughs> lost to uh, Izuka in the in the UWF rules tournament. I'm gonna kind of assume uh, Soma's gonna pick up the win there. I could see Ito still making it to the finals, but, I mean, it's Katsuyoshi, and he's like, kind of the veteran oh, of the group, yeah, so what, if he beats Ito, I'm not going to be very surprised at all. I don't think he should win the tournament, but if he beats Ito here and then, like, loses to Soma, I wouldn't be against it. Either way, I'm definitely excited for more uh, great stuff on YouTube. Uh, I know I saw uh, this 
kind of a side tangent, but I saw uh, Jade Cargill on Twitter asking, like, oh, what are some great matches? Because I guess she's, like, looking for stuff to study. To study. And I almost sent her the, the great uh, YouTube channel. I was like, oh, you want some great matches? Here's the great YouTube channel. You should have. I wanted to, but they, they don't got a lot on there right now anyway. She can watch that up. Everyone was talking about, like, WWE matches, and I was like, okay. Like, uh, like the typical classic stuff, and I was like, all right, I think everyone in their fucking mom has seen that stuff, so. I don't know, because she was talking, she, like, she was just watching, like, the Dark Side of the Ring stuff, and so she was saying she was just learning a whole bunch of stuff about the industry she oh, didn't know about. Oh, God, I so, don't um, know. I mean, she has, she's, like, a former athlete or something. Yeah, something like that. So I don't, she, I don't actually remember, she, but yeah. I think she's pretty new to the wrestling stuff, other than maybe she watched some as a kid when, during that time, but. Have fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's really it for that. Uh, Cyberfight news. Uh, we got the first matches announced oh, for the Cyberfight yes. Festival. The opening match is going to be uh, Toi Kojima, Keigo Nakamura, and Yuki Ino from DDT versus Kenny Okada, Yasutaka Yano, and Junta Miyaki from uh, Noah. So basically just young boys facing off. Definitely. And Ino. <laughs> yeah, and Ino. Uh, I'd assume uh, DDT's going to lose this one. It's, it's opener. It doesn't really matter. I don't know, because they got Well, young... they got Eno, yeah, but then it... I'm like, because everyone else... Well, unless they move up Okada all of a sudden. Well, that's true. Like, I didn't think about that, Technically, yeah. they're all young boys, and then Eno's not, so... I was just looking on, like, on each side who would eat the pin oh, here. Oh, eat the pin? Like, I could see Kojima eating the pin, because he's the youngest guy yeah. overall. But then Yano's also a new, new rookie, too, mm-hmm. so... They got, a, they got a pinning drum both sides, I guess. But too much time on the opener, because it's really... The real the, news. It's basically the main event. Yeah. It should be the main event, <laughs> honestly. To me, but, yes. But it's uh, Konosuke Takashita and Yuki Ueno versus Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura. This kind of screams Inamura in the fall here, but I don't yeah, care. I, yeah. It's going to be fucking hell of a match. I, I was going to say, it's, you've got basically like three aces here, so... Inamura's great too, but I'm not going to talk about him being the ace, because you know they've already, you know, Kaito's Noah's young ace, and then Takashi is basically DT's young ace, and then Ueno is, I honestly think, an up-and-coming ace for them, so... Inamura is just going to be the the big beefy ace, I guess. <laughs> it's going to be fun seeing him, like, tossing around Takashita and Ueno, honestly. When he tosses Ueno, I'm going to fucking lose my mind because you already know it's coming, and I can't wait. And we pretty much had this idea when we this show was announced, <laughs> pretty much, like, all this dude just do Takashita and Kaito. Yeah. I thought it would be a singles match, but... I'll hey, take this, too. I'll take this, too, because honestly... It is weird that Ueno isn't defending, but I guess it kind of makes sense at the same time, but oh, I don't know. I'm fine with it. I'm totally okay with this match it makes me interested to see if uh well i was about to say if uh ken is going to defend the national title but he's not the champion anymore yeah but because i know they said like all the main titles are going to be defended so obviously the kod and the ghc iwg or yeah ghc <laughs> heavyweight title are both going to be defended at least mm-hmm. so i was curious if the minor titles are going to be defended obviously not all of them are going to be since Ueno's going to be uh yeah. here then again, he might not be champ, but he probably that, still will that be. That was my thing. I was like, I wonder if that means something, but I don't I don't think so. Depending on who we – well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about it later. It. But either way, it uh, more or less confirms that uh, Takashita and Kaito are, are going to be out of the title picture yeah. for at least the summer. So I know some people were disappointed in that portion. I was like, I don't I don't really see a big – yeah, I don't – I don't think either one would have been. I don't either. Especially Kaito. I think Kaito they're going to save for Kaito's later in the year. Kaito's going to wait a little bit. Takashita can be brought up at any point. It doesn't matter. I kind of have an idea when they're going to have Takashita finally challenge again. But we'll talk about that when we talk about the DT show. But last bit of DT news before we get into everything else. Uh, Chris Brooks, Produce Show number three. We've got the full card now. It's taking place April 4th. Uh, Brooks is going to defend the Extreme title against Mecha Mummy, which was pretty much already announced. Harashima versus Balianaki. I love... That's uh, just going to fucking slap. Mm-hmm. 
I love Chris using this to get his boy Aki singles matches. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't wait for the fourth one to see who he's going to face uh, next. Hmm. If you wanted Aki to face anyone ZT next on uh, Produce 4, who would you think? Who would you like to see him face? Uh, Singles-wise? Yeah, singles-wise. I think him and Ueno would be good. Oh, that'd be good, too. I got or Sakaguchi or something. I was going to say, I got two ideas was, here, yeah. and, it's, and it's basically, I want him to face Eruption. Like, I want to see all three of them. Actually, yeah, that'd be kind of, that'd be pretty sick. I'd like that, to be honest. Actually, I kind of want Saki versus him more than him versus Aguchi yeah. or Sakaguchi. But uh, also, we got uh, Men's Club uh, versus uh, the 37 Kamina and Keiko Nakamura, which would be uh, Shuma and Ueno, I believe. Yes. Yeah. I guess I could have looked that match up. I knew it was yeah, 37 I'm Kamina, sure it's but... Uh, I think that's when, uh, well, Takashi's going to be gone, but I guess we can talk about that now. Uh, Takashi's taking time off in April. Quote-unquote time off for a month. A lot of wink, people always wink. are at assuming he's going everywhere, going to AEW, going to NXT for a tryout, all of this other nonsense. I'm like, like what the, shut the uh, fuck up. Someone made, I was like going through Twitter, and someone underneath, like, because um, we know AEW's having the house show next week, uh, Friday, April 9th. Not next week, whatever the fuck it is. I don't even know what fucking day it is. It's the ninth, I think. Yeah, so it is. <laughs> so people were speculating because Darby's supposed to be defending the TNT title. Obviously, we don't know who. Um, someone was like, Takashita's a good choice if you know that's what he's actually doing. And I'm like, I don't really want him to lose to Darby, so he'd have to win, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, more than likely, he probably is just flying over to. America for to do a little AEW since Why don't have, don't have to quarantine not. to work AEW apparently so you don't yeah you don't technically you don't have to quarantine because technically I guess they're like they get some I don't know it's stupid I don't know someone was telling me like wrestlers don't technically have to quarantine but yeah either way I can see him it's uh, Florida there you go because <laughs> um well I'll, we'll talk about it after the show but he's gonna be needed in DUT in May so he can't really stay there that long. So he kind of only can work there like a couple weeks, then he has to fly back to Japan and uh, yeah. quarantine again before the big stuff he has planned in May. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he can't be gone the entire time, yeah. More than likely he'll be in Florida for like two weeks. And then, and then back come back for two weeks. Maybe two, two, three weeks. I forget when exactly the tournament starts. Yeah, they said he'll be back May 4th. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely going to have to get some time in. Yeah. So he's not going to be in America technically that long. But I mean, if if that if is that's where what's happening. if that's where he's going, I'm I'm fine with it. I'd be nice to see him kind of mm-hmm. do a little bit of AEW stuff. It's I not, don't want him on the Fed shit, but be nice to see him on you know weekly TV. I guess mm-hmm. probably wouldn't happen, but I would love to see him versus Kenny. Honestly, I don't want to watch Kenny ever. So like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be fun, even though it'd probably be ending bullshit because half of Kenny's matches end in that now say, too. But honestly, that's probably with him, especially yeah, with that. Yeah, they wouldn't probably they wouldn't, wouldn't they wouldn't pin him. Like that. Oh, so never mind. Let's do it. I don't know. We're going to do like a tag match or something. Can I just shit. get him and Pog versus... I just want Pog versus everybody. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> last bit of news. I'm getting to the Arians. Uh, Old Japan, uh, Hikaru Sato is challenging Shima for the junior title at the April 25th court in uh, Corkin, which is one of the Champions Carnival days. And I didn't pull it up, but I remember when I was lo- first looked at it, it's uh, actually a pretty stacked day of uh, Champions Carnival. So Hell yeah. Definitely a sh- looks like a great Corkin for uh, Old Japan. And last bit of news, which, depending on when you listen to it, you probably would have already seen it by now, but... Uh, yep, <laughs> probably will. The IWGP World Heavyweight title will be revealed on the March 30th Cork and Hall show, which <laughs> is tomorrow at the day of the time of recording. I guess we'll see what the belt looks like. I don't I'm know. I'm scared. 
I'm always scared now for new titles because most of the time I end up either being like kind of negative towards it or just kind of nonchalant about it. I'm just a little worried just because I like the how the title looks now. Yeah. I think both are pretty. They're like two of the best looking belts in my opinion, but it's like, no, no, never mind. We're going to do whatever now. I don't know. I don't know what they want to do. Yeah, I'll say, we'll see, I guess. I guess we can talk about it whenever we record next week. Getting Here. new and uh, ready for a new champion. Hmm. But uh, let's talk about what's airing this week in Japan. Uh, not a whole lot, really. <laughs> let's see. Uh, DC aired live on Wrestle Universe uh, March 28th. All Japan had a show on March 28th also, which is now up on VOD on All Japan TV. I think it went up this morning. Uh, New Japan has Road 2 Corkins on March 29th and uh, the 30th. And then uh, Soccer Genesis will be on April 4th, all on New Japan World. Freedoms, March 23rd, airs on Samurai, April 1st. Tokyo Joshi airs live on Russell Universe, April 1st. Noah airs live on Russell Universe, April 3rd. Uh, Chris Brooks Produce Show airs live on Russell Universe, April 4th. But uh, check your time zones because... Technically, for us on the East Coast of America, it actually airs like 8 p.m. on April 3rd. Yeah. So uh, definitely check your time zone if you want to check this out because I'm just going off what they say on their sheet because it's technically like 9 a.m. on April 4th in Japan. Let's see, Stardom airs live on Samurai April 4th, and uh, that's really it for this week. So not a whole lot of Japanese shit to talk about, really. It's calm before the fucking Mania Week storm. Yeah, well, we'll give a little bit of a rundown for Mania Week once we uh, get to that next week, but it's going to be a lot. Definitely uh, give us a little bit of a break here <laughs> before we hit yeah, that. I'll take it. But that's it for all the airings we're going to talk about. So let's get into our uh, one wrestling roundup where we, as I mentioned at the top, talk about all the random wrestling we watched the past week. That's not going to be a main topic. I'll start off with AEW from uh, March 24th. Uh, that was a good episode solely because it had the two <laughs> people I require on TV every week for it to be a good episode. Wardlow and Jade Cargo. Dude. But uh, the Lucha Trios match is kind of fun. Uh, Post match is cool, kind of getting into. I, I'm kind of getting into cringe heel Kenny, honestly, but they're really dragging out this Bucks nonsense. I wish they just get it over with already, because like the kind of seems like they're it was finally so done. random to me. They've been doing this shit for like weeks now with him trying to get the Bucks not to like him and Callus again. I don't fucking know, but it's dragging out too long. And uh, I do like they're willing to have their champ eat shit like when when needed. Beautiful. When like Kenny got laid out by the Lucha Bros on his latest episode. Uh, there's way too much, much Matt Hardy yeah. involvement on this show. Don't like that. And the uh, main event was pretty good, despite Sting just being whatever he was doing. Like uh, It was so weird. But they, I'm like, are they friends or something? Like, like actual like, friends now? Like, like he's friends, but it. then it's like, I don't think the Dark Order was even doing anything. And then he came out threatening they them weren't. with a bat. And it was like, and then Matt Hardy got involved for no reason at the end. They did a big brawl, because they always do big brawls in uh, AEW for some reason to end shows. But, yeah, that was decent. It was a fine enough episode. Uh, though, I... Uh, could have mentioned this news, I guess, but we talk about here is uh, I just, uh, John Silver yeah. got injured in this match. You can definitely see where he got injured because he hit the barricade and pretty much hit shoulder on concrete and his head on concrete. He had a big weld on the back he's of his lucky. head. I was going to say, he's lucky he didn't suffer a concussion or anything and just had a, um, what do you have, a uh, dislocated shoulder? Yeah, I think, think so. Okay. Yeah, he's out four to six weeks, but he's pretty much fine. Or not fine, you know what no I mean? Surgery, so yeah, I no mean, surgery, so I mean, definitely lucky, so... But it's pretty cool that uh, our, not our witch, oh, <laughs> um, AEW is able to have like two basically their own guys. I'd, I'd, I'd call them their own guys now at this point. Mm. Main event, a big show, and for a title, and it basically a huge main event that everyone was excited for. So credit to AEW kind of making some stars a little bit. I guess. But uh, let's go talk about ROH anniversary. Well, we can kind of talk about it. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, pre-show match had some like weird four-way match. Like at least I thought it was four-way, but it had like some gimmick rule, kind of be a tag. I don't know. It wasn't bad. Just random assortment of guys. Uh, Dan Housen won with a go to sleep. <laughs> that was so weird. Wait, did he win? Yeah. Why I think he lost? Oh God, I'm. Sick. Oh wait, no, we know he didn't win. I'm stupid. No, I think he hit one. Cause I, I'm, all I'm thinking about is a fucking Twitter reaction between uh, him, Kenta, and CM Punk. Please. Cause like Dan Housen added CM Punk basically with like saying I go, I use your move, and CM oh, Punk was, was like, oh, you should probably talk about the other like the men, sensitive guy, bring up the other guy or whatever. And Kenta was like, I don't care if he uses that, I just, I just hate you basically. <laughs> but uh, Eli Isom looked way different than the last time I saw him. Pretty jacked up now. He looked good. Yep. I had some dude on the commentary team said was the Phillies favorite wrestler, but I've never heard of him in my I'm life. Brian Johnson or something. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like boy. Uh, see, they had a six, also had a six man title match on that show or on the pre show, which was, was fine, but it was mostly just there to set up an angle to do a three way between Mexico squad on, later on on the show. But uh, getting to the main show, uh, Caitlin's gonna have to carry the talk of the back half of the show, like she mentioned at the top, because uh, I got to board during the Vincent and Taven match. I went to back to our room and during it and fell asleep. What matches do we not discuss? Let's see. Um, well, I'll tell you when to swap in, I guess. Oh, okay, um, that's fine. No, no. Um, like the show was kind of like the show was kind of hurt by the missing, like yeah. Dragon Lee being missing, <laughs> like just and plus just the smaller bubble roster they had, so a lot of the guys had to work double duty on the show. Uh, the TV title match to kick off the show was decent, but it was short with Dragon Lee not actually losing. Like at least with Dragon Lee not losing the title, it at least leaves it open for him to get the, the title right. challenge later. But I think he's gonna. Mm, I think he's going to pick it. No, I guess we'll talk about it later, but yeah. We'll see, I guess. But I uh, uh, didn't pay attention to the Flip Gordon match. Don't care. Uh, Dalton, Dalton and Woods was uh, good, but the angle afterwards with Silas turning on Woods is probably like the bigger deal anyway. It was, that was the longest turn segment I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, this is him like ranting at Yeah, him. I was <laughs> like, dude, what? What is this? But uh, EC3 and the Briscoe, I uh, zoned out Too during long. it, honestly. Too long. Is they she, did like nothing. How, much did, how long did you say that it was? It was like 20... 20 minutes and like 50 something, I think, and I thought it was like fucking half a fucking hour. Jesus. Uh, see, the Mexico Squad three way was really good. Um, I'm of gonna, course. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna rewatch it when I'm not tired because people seem to love it a lot more than I mean. Same. But, uh, <laughs> I kind of need to do that because I, it was like it was good, but yeah, I just, it's probably better on a rewatch when I'm not half asleep. Yeah, and then, like I said, uh, Tave and Vincent happened. I wasn't paying attention, so you that's... I missed the chunk of it because I wasn't planning on finishing watching it, and then I pulled it up on my phone, so I missed probably a good portion, but I don't really know. Um, It was was weird. I didn't like how it was edited. It kept, like, it was so choppy to me. Like, they kept cutting one part and then cutting to another one, and then seeing the cameraman, like, kind of took me out of the experience a little bit. It It was a weird... Um, it was just a weird cinematic match. And then, like, the whole end where they fell off, like, the side of the balcony or whatever into a table. And then fucking, uh, I guess his name is Bill Carr. I'm not familiar with him. I don't know what his, I can't remember what his name in ROH is. I know he's some CCW regular, so there you go. Like, picking up Vincent and carrying him out was just really strange. I don't, it was extremely weird. Um, I think after that was the pure title. Yeah, the pure title was uh, Dak Draper versus, yeah. uh, Gresham. I heard that was really good. I that think. was a pretty, yeah, that that match was probably one of my favorites from the night. Um, the ending itself was really creative, so I definitely give them props for that. That was That's pretty much how you should do a match with a lot of continuity in it. Yeah, it's like it's definitely the match. I'm going to go back and watch yeah. this. Obviously, the Mexican squad match in the main event for sure. 
But uh, what was it like? The next match was the tag title match. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, the action itself was all right. I think it was a little disappointing, like compared to what I expected it to be. But I mean, missing Dragon Lee is I mean, that's pretty big. I thought it, it probably would have been a lot better with Dragon Lee in it, to be honest. But it was just like the whole stuff with Bestia and Amy was very odd. <laughs> so Bestia wanted a chair and she gave it to him, but apparently he was saying in Spanish, I think thanks to Rocky on um, commentary, was saying like, oh, she didn't give the chair to him, right? Or something like that. And I was like, okay. And so obviously, you know, then Rhett got Bestia in the full Nelson. And that's how they won. And then afterwards, you know, they're arguing. Bestia wants to hit Amy, blah, blah, blah. It's her fault, I guess. Whatever. Kenny's trying to calm her down, all that shit. And then Kenny, well, no. Amy slaps Kenny. And then, you know, he's like, whatever. And then just kind of tosses her into uh, Bestia with a uh, spear. So that was, um, that was a thing that happened. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't watch Angle, so I don't really have a take on it, but uh, definitely not good. I mean, it's still Angle's balanced. Angle's very weird. Yeah. Angle's very weird. But uh, main event with uh, Roosh beating uh, Jay Lethal to retain. As I, I said, think the post-Angle stuff was a little bit more important. Match itself was fine. It's just I'm not a big, obviously, I'm not a big Lethal person. <laughs> but... Yeah, I thought the match itself was fine. I thought Roosh looked good, so there's that. He always looks good, so that's not really even a question. Um, <laughs> Liesel got his ass beat after the match, too, so I thought that was pretty funny. Fucking La Fession just kicking his ass. And then, I guess, we have a returning Brody Lee? I don't know if he's actually been on. Or Brody King. Or what but, the fuck am I fucking yeah, thinking been, about? <laughs> but yeah, he's been kind of missing. At least he hasn't been doing anything important lately. But, yeah, he, out he came, uh, him and his new group of boys, uh, Chris Dickinson, Homicide, and Tony Deppin. Very weird. But I like the faction. The name is Violence Unlimited. I don't like how they... They spelled spell it. Because they, they basically take out all the vowels, but then they also take out the M, so it's all... It looks cleaner, I guess, to them, but I don't know. But yeah, it's Violence Unlimited. Definitely a pretty kick-ass stable. I kind of like ROH like leaning into like faction warfare mm-hmm. right now, because now you got them. You got the foundation. You got La Fasion. So... A lot of good stuff, and I like this turn, this uh, faction, Violence Unlimited, too, because you got Brody King as, like, the main title guy. Yeah. You got Dickinson and Homicide, which will probably be the tag team. Tony and, can do pure and shit. And you got Tony for pure, so you pretty much got everything locked that, up. That's actually a really smart um, pairing. And then any of them can challenge for the TV title if they want. Honestly, yeah. But, uh, yeah, pretty good faction. Uh, like I said, missed a good portion of the show, but... Uh, oh... We didn't discuss, but there was... Um, when did the women's shit happen? I think the women's stuff happened after Vincent and Taven. I don't actually remember for sure, but... Basically, yeah, they're going to be running a women's tournament in the summer. The one that they were supposed to do before COVID hit, which was actually supposed to start taking place here. Um, I don't really know the details. They didn't really give us much besides summer. So, there's that. The Allure came out, so... I'm going to assume that at least Mandy's in it. Angelina's going to face the um, announcer chick. Or, like, Amy, one of the... Amy Quinn, I think her name is. Some Quinn, like that. yeah. Some... I don't fucking actually know. But, yeah, she's going to face her on TV. So, I guess that's going to be some way of saying Angelina's going to be in it. Or Quinn's going to be in it. I don't know. But just know that, damn. The fucking allure is here. Yay. I'm going to be curious how they do this tournament. It's definitely... 
I doubt it's going to be as good as the first one is no. going to be because I, they can't bring in that many. Well, they can't. Yeah, I was going to. I'm curious if they, if they bring in anybody. I'm going to say you're going to get your usuals. You're probably going to get your Sumi. Probably going to get your. Oh, God. Who the fuck did they have on this roster? Is uh, that Nicole one? Savoy. Uh, Jenny. Is that her name? Jenny wrote or something like that? Oh, Jenny. Yeah, her. Um, Obviously, probably Mandy. Yeah, Mandy. Yeah. Next time, Nicole uh, Martina, if she can come back. I, mean, I don't know if she's in the States or not. I have no clue where she's at. So, but yeah, they're not going to have any of the Japanese talent, probably, except for Sumi, but that's because she lives in America. But yeah. Yeah, they're not going to have any stardom girls, unfortunately, probably. I'm trying so. to think of, like, any indie women that, like, just U.S. indie women that they could bring. I don't really actually know a whole lot off the top of my, I don't know. I'd die if they brought in the alley cat. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, and I just did not say anything, so there you go. But I don't know, like, I, re- I don't know. What women on the indies they could really bring in, honestly. That's my thing. I'm like, I don't... Is it sad that I don't really know any? They bring in, like, Willow, I guess. That's what I was thinking. Willow, um, Solo, if she wants to. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But... But those just the ones that I like, so... But, uh, let's try and get through the rest of this. Mostly just me, because I actually did binge some wrestling this past week. Uh, tried to catch up in some ice ribbon. Watched the, uh, February 20th show. That was a pretty solid show, uh... I love like the hardcore legend Suzu Suzuki facing uh, Miyamoto, and her signature weapon being bells because of her name that just rules, and her suplexing Miyamoto off the top of the ladder onto the bells was insane. Had a really fun ta- title match with Cherry and Matsuya Uno challenging, and the main event was awesome with Sakasa defending the title, the Ice Xfinity title against uh, Rina Yamashita. Tsuka kept using uh, Rina's hair in her offense, like wrapping it up around her foot during an octopus stretch, and like t- trying to tie it to the rope. So. She couldn't move while uh, Suka went to run through the ropes. But it was just Suka being Suka, and uh, she's awesome, so this is great. Uh, see, I watched the uh, February 23rd show for Ice Ribbon. Uh, I only watched the main event, or I watched a couple matches. Uh, had a fun uh, Rina Yamashita and Yuki Mashiro versus Seiriano and Suzu Suzuki match. But really the must-see match on the show was the main event with uh, Tsukushi facing Thekla. In my mind, I know Tsukushi's like one of the best, but I still come away from her matches being astounded just by how great she really is. It was an awesome performance here for her, and uh, Thekla was great too. Uh, glad to see her back in Japan. Hopefully, I can try and dedicate some more time to Ice Ribbon now that I'm, some things are clearing up, I guess. Let's see, I finally finished the Stardom Budokan. Uh, I just needed to watch the semi-main and the main event, which are honestly, in my opinion, the only must-see matches on the show. Honestly, I think the show's kind of overrated. I think a lot of people call it the match of the year or show of the year contender. I don't know about that. I think the undercard was so good, but kind of underwhelming in spots. But delivered where it needed to. Uh, Semi-main Utami versus Saya for the red belt. Great match here. Um, awesome performance from Saya, and probably Utami's best match of her reign so far. So I think it's definitely check out, like worth checking out if you're into Stardom. But chances are, if you do like Stardom, you probably already watched this match. I'm just slow as fuck when it comes to watch Stardom. And then the main event, uh, Julian Tam. Uh, the match fucking ruled. This feud was drawn out like hell, and I still don't think Tam should be champ. But in the end, uh, when it mattered, they had a match worthy of the time Stardom spent on this shit feud. So, it's whatever. My only complaint I really have about the match is they should have saved that table ma- that table spot for later in the match, because they basically did that spot early, and then it didn't play anything in the end. That's really, like... My only complaint, I think they're both, like, pretty equal. Like, both the semi-main and main event slightly prefer Julian Tam, but they're pretty much the same level to me. And last thing I'll talk about is uh, Freedoms from March 4th. Wanted to catch up a little bit in that before we watched the um, Freedoms show with Sugira and uh, Ueki for the title. 
that we're going to discuss next week. It was just the main event with uh, ERE, Takeda, Sugira, and Ueki facing off against the Freedom's team of Sugira, or not, what was it? Takeda, Sakuda, and Ueki facing off against the Freedom's team of Sugira, Kasai, and Masaoka. It was a sick match. I uh, highly recommend checking this out ahead of that big uh, title match I was just talking about from last week, which we'll be making tape next week on April 1st, I think I said in the Arians. But finally, that is it for all of our uh, roundups. So let's get into the shows we're going to discuss this week. Uh, we're going to start off with the Dragon Gate Memorial Gate 2021 in Wakayama from uh, March 27th. As we uh, said at the jump of the show, uh, uh, not a particularly great show or anything. It's It was fun, nothing bad, just uh, nothing must-see or anything. And if anything, it's just here to kind of push some stuff along, set up a certain guy for a title match, uh, continue mm-hmm. on um, mm-hmm. build, continuing on the build for the big cage match that's going to take place in, at Dead or Alive. So... It's a lot of story building stuff, but nothing really to sink your teeth into uh, match quality wise, in my opinion. But uh, let's get into it. Start off with the first match: uh, Natural Vibes, KZ, Susumu, Yokosuka, Genki Horiguchi, and UT defeating Gurukun Mask, Chachi Hoko Boy, Punch Tobinaga, and Hoho Loon in 10:48. I uh, still love for some for <laughs> someone who w- wanted to bring this faction back. Susumu just doesn't even try in the dance ever. I just, Me, I love this. That's my whole mood. But uh. Shachioko boy out here stealing Ikemen's gimmick with the refusing to get in the ring during the entrance. Uh, but uh, I don't know, it's just a fun match to off the show, and uh, you had the mm-hmm. right group of guys to here to get the crowd going. Uh, it's stupid as fuck at times, and the wrestling was solid. Nothing more to really ask for, and it's great to see Hoho Loon back. Nice addition to the undercard, and it just helps product a lot with his English commentary. But yeah, it's a fun match. Yeah, I think you pretty much um, hit everything that I had pointed. Uh- <laughs> Susumu always cracked me up with his, you know, no effort dancing. But you know what? I feel that. I feel it. I know he wants to be back here, but, yeah, he's like, I didn't come back for the dance. Sorry. Um, Yeah, Ho-Ho being back is great. Always a welcomed addition back to uh, Dragon Gate, of course. But, yeah, match itself was pretty fun. You know, really dumb stuff every now and then in there. But still a whole lot of fun. And I always love when they do the fucking like rubber band spot where they run out to the out of the ring and just like let it go and like go into <laughs> the guy's face. Best. I love that fucking spot, man. But let's see. Uh, next match: uh, Red, BB Hulk, Kaito Ishida, and Diamante defeated Ultimo Dragon, Botamo Dragon, and Boku Kakatora by DQ in 11:20. They didn't come out to Botamo's Dragon, which is or Botamo's uh, theme. Botamo's theme. Jesus Christ, I cannot <laughs> talk. Which is a crime. Had to sit through the silence of Ultimo's entrance. Uh, the Team Boku version of Kagatora was interesting, to say the least. Uh, sick, bro. I haven't really been paying attention to, like, the house shows and shit, so I'm like, did Kagatora actually join Team Boku, or is he just uh, chilling? Wanted to feel involved here? I don't really know. But uh, Ultimo stood out like a sore thumb, because everyone else was color-coordinated but him. R.E.D. all were wearing red. Boktomo and uh, Kagatora yeah, were both wearing blue, weird. but Ultimo was wearing pink. <laughs> I was like, bitch, why are you wearing pink for? But uh, it was a pretty basic match. I uh, don't don't really have a take on it. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Like the ending, like I like the ending though, which with it going to DQ because Bokuto ripped off Diamante's mask while already wearing one, like one of Diamante's masks himself. Yeah. Then afterward, Diamante and Red just beat the shit out of Bokuto. <laughs> like honestly, the ending and post match were better than the match itself. That's pretty much um my take on it is that the ending and post match itself was better than the match itself. Like the match itself was fine. It was passable. It's just, yeah, all the good stuff is afterwards. And uh, you can look forward to that uh, match versus mask match on uh, 
in Corkin in April 9th. So yeah, soon. The, yeah, not too long. Another busy day there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, see, next match, uh, Hip Hop Kikuda defeated Ben K in 1523. And yeah. yeah, I really didn't like this one at all. It was kind of boring, if I'm being honest. Like, hopefully Kikuda does better in the next big match he has because he didn't do a whole lot for me here. And uh, this match is supposed to be about him, like, about him and setting him up for what's next. But didn't do it that well. Like, he's got his character down pat. But if this is the kind of singles work he's going to do, I think he should stick to tags, which I think he's really good in tags. It's mm-hmm. just it, this first glimpse at his uh, single work, was single, not especially good. in R.E.D., uh, wasn't that good. And then Ben just feels wasted right now, honestly. Ben seems like the designated fall guy. Yeah, it's like all to of be honest. All of his stable mates have something going for them right now, and then Ben's just being Whoa. the setup guy for someone else to challenge next. I hope they find something for him to do soon. But Me too. At this point, I think he might just be chilling out until King of Gate, which is... Oof, yeah, he's going to be waiting a little bit. <laughs> but we'll see, I guess. But what do you think about the match? Uh, yeah, you know I pretty much agree. Yeah, this was unfortunately just really boring. Um, yeah, I, it doesn't make me all that, like, super excited for a singles Kikuda push, but I'm hoping... You know, down the line, it'll be a little bit better. I, I Maybe they just didn't have the right chemistry or something, I'm hoping, but I don't know. Like you said, I like him in tags. Good character work and shit, but it's just like, this just didn't do anything. Like, and it really didn't need to be 15 minutes, but I don't know. And then, yeah, poor Ben. <laughs> ben has nothing, so it's going to be interesting to see, I guess, whatever he does down the line. But, yeah. I think he's pretty much set up to be their fall guy. Which is weird because he's the only guy. Well, I can't say the only guy in that. What I'm saying, they're all basically all former Dreamgate champions except yeah. for um, Okuda, who's a current champion. But I don't know. We'll see what they do with Benkei, I guess. But the next match, a uh, three-way elimination match. Uh, R.E.D., Ada, Kai, and S.P. Kento defeated the team of the high-end team of Yamato, Dragon Kid, and Keisuke Okuda, and the masquerade team of Kota Minora, Jason Lee, and La Estrella in 1810. Match kicked off with SBK, Jason, and Dragon Kid. Felt the perfect guys to start off with, honestly. Had some very fast counts for entrance to come in. It was like as soon as the one the one guy entered, the next guy was immediately coming out. Yeah, it was very fast counter. As expected, SBK and Dragon Kid couldn't get along to do a double team with against Jason <laughs> early on. Kai was the first person to come out for R.A.D. And when he did, Dragon Kid was in the middle of choking out SBK. Uh, next out was La Estrella. Who fucking did like a handstand into the spinning like fucking takedown of SBK? It was awesome. Next out was Okuda, and him and Dragon Kid started double teaming Kai as Ada walked out. But uh, SBK made the save and then started doing fucking CPR on Kai to get him back. <laughs> oh, that was so stupid. But uh, finally, Yamato entered as the next participant, so the match could be fully started. And of course, Kai was in the ring waiting for him and immediately attacked him. Uh, from there, Prince turned into a normal kind of match, uh, which pretty good throughout. But, of course, my poor man Jason had to be the person to need the fall, leading to Masquerade being the first team eliminated. But uh, they were the odd man out here anyway, since it was R.E.D. and high-end feuding, so they were pretty much guaranteed to be the first team out. (laughs) So, of course, got to be the final two teams to give more heat to this big steel cage match that are alive. And then my boy Kai got both eliminations here. Let's go. And even pin Yamato to eliminate high-end to win the match for his team. uh, That's what matters. Definitely a great build. Uh, I cannot wait for this uh, steel cage match. And... I'm just so up in the air who's actually going to be the ones to end up in the I final know. match. We're going to wake up and we're just going to be like, wait, what the fuck? That happened? This happened? <laughs> uh, 
overall show has to be a really good show once we get more of the cards fleshed yeah. out. But, uh, yeah, what do you think about this match, though? Yeah, definitely a lot of um, frantic fun to be had here. I really This was probably one of the matches I enjoyed the most from the show. Um, you pretty much got all the details, so I'm not going over that shit again. But, yeah, just, just a lot of fun, which I expected. All right, then we get to the semi-main event for the Open the Twin Gate titles. Uh, Masaki Mochizuki and Takashi Yoshida, the champions, retaining against Kenichiro Arai and Yasushi Kanda in 1342. Didn't have many expectations going into this one. And didn't know it was happening. Yeah, I didn't even know it was fucking happening until the day before. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't expecting some in-ring match sheets or anything. And uh, I don't know, just, I was just happy to see Arakan getting a title shot. Match was just there, but it was quick and just a filler defense anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was what it is. Now, I was going to say, I don't really have a lot to say about it. Like, it was fine, but honestly, like you said, I didn't even really know what was happening until I was looking through everything. But, yeah, match itself was okay. And then we get the main event for the Open the Dream Gate title. Uh, Shun Skywalker defeated Kazuma Sakamoto in 1918. Uh, I thought it was a solid match here, but nothing too great. Uh, some of the takes I saw before, watched, like I watched, kind of hyped up the match a little too much, and maybe that's why I didn't like it that much, but I don't know. I thought it was good. Played up to Kazma's strengths, and Shunma was able to take care of the rest since he's such a great wrestler. But uh, both guys did good work. Hoped for a great match. Got a good one. No complaints at all. Shun keeps trucking along on a nice little title reign so far. But uh, <sighs> talk about what's next, but what do you think about the match in particular? I was going to say, I thought the match itself was fine. Um, like you said, I don't think it got into great territory, but I definitely thought it was good. Especially thought like the back half of it was uh, was pretty good stuff once it really picked up. Um, Shun's attire was fire. Like that robe he came out in was absolutely beautiful. That's one thing that he'll never miss on is, is his attire. So I always have to give him a shout out for that. But yeah, I was going to say match itself was was pretty good. And afterwards, uh, Kikura came out to attack Shun and set up the title challenge. He'll be facing Shun at Dead or Alive in May. Clearly, this is just gonna be a filler defense for Shun, but I like how kind of like I kind of like how they just have him running through all of R.E.D. Yeah, right now. Definitely setting something up. With yeah, it's R.E.D. Like, definitely either setting up an inevitable R.E.D. breakup or potentially S.B.K. title challenge down the road. And but if he doesn't lose the steel cage match at the same show, but we'll see about all that, I guess. But either way, I hope Shun can do some good work with Kikura. Like he did here with Cosmo, because uh, I don't know. Like I said, when we were talking about his match, uh, Kikuda did, left a little bit to be desired, but I yeah. think hopefully she can tr- bring it out of him. Uh, at least there won't be it, like at least that match won't be the main event probably, so it'll be less pressure on them. Mm. So maybe they won't have to be as stressed about having a great match, and that since it's not a main event, but I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But uh, that's really it for Dragon Gate. So uh, let's get into our last show we're going to talk about, which is uh, DT's Judgment 2021. Their uh, 24th anniversary show. Mentioned at the top, that was a pretty great match, pretty much from top to bottom. There's not a whole lot to, that I didn't like, really. There's a couple <laughs> matches like that aren't as good as the other ones, but especially the back half delivered a lot. There was a pretty yes. really fun comedy match and a lot of big announcements on the show. So yes. they kept you on your toes uh, pretty much the whole show. And they so, did really run, like, a lot of the news throughout the show, which I liked, instead of just placing it like right at the beginning or right at the end. But uh, get into it. Uh, prior to the show at all, it was announced <gasps> that Yusuke Okada has signed a DDT finally, so I'm definitely excited for that. And speaking of him, when we got to the show, uh, it was announced that he'll be facing the debuting rookie, uh, Kuroku. <laughs> he'll be his first opponent in his debut on the April 11th Cork and All show. He also said he wants to be in the boys' show. 
But yeah. uh, Imabayashi said he's more of a Yaruzi guy. And fucking uh, Akiyama this morning on t- Twitter tired. made a poll asking the fans, like, oh, no, D- he's in DT. Which show should he be on? Asking if he should be on Boys, Yarozi, or Monkeys. And, of course, all the fans will say he's on Yarozi, but fucking Boys was in the last place. I'm mad. At least uh, when the time of Okada took the screenshot. But, of course, Okada took, was looking to see what the results were, and he fucking voted for Monkeys instead of fucking Boys. I'm like... Boy, at least fucking vote for yours to give at least yourself one extra vote. Yeah. But that's that's so funny. But uh, last bit of news before they got the show kicked off. Ueno's next title or yeah, next universal title defense will take place on uh, May fourth against an opponent yet to be decided. Uh, a lot of people think that opponent's gonna be coming out of damnation. I've seen that take really? going around. Like Sasaki or well, that seems like be the running thing is Sasaki, but. Oh, that war flashbacks from that Chris Brooks. I was say, please don't. <laughs> oh my God, but we'll see. But let's talk about the show. Uh, show kicked off officially with a video package of former KOD champions set to a My Chemical Romance song. God, that was amazing. What was that? Uh, carry. What oh, fuck? What song was that? Is it like their first song? It was Black Parade. Fuck. I forget I don't what remember. it was. I couldn't really hear. I remember it was a. Mean. I remember it was a My Chemical Romance song, but I can't remember which one. But anyway, that was pretty cool. But then we got into the first match of the show. Yusuke Okada and Yuki Ino defeated Chris Brooks and Toi Kojima in 10:51. We uh, uh, they kicked off the show with a really fiery match. Poor Kojima was getting his ass beat pretty bad early on, but he got a big pop from the crowd when he was able to lift up Ino for a body slam. That was fucking That's crazy. Sweet. Unfortunately for him, he got a little big too, a little too big for his britches, thinking he could beat Okada there at the end without Chris's help, and he ate the pin from Okada because of it. Well, for submission, but because. Afterwards, uh, Okada directed traffic, sending Ino towards Kojima and uh, getting him to hit the elbow. Uh, Chris broke up the pin, but Ino just hit him with a spear and took him to the outside, leading to Kojima being submitted by Okada. Pretty fun match. Uh, two things here. Uh, if you aren't going to have Okada join Junratsu, pair him up with Ino. I think that's a good Absolutely. Look. Like, fuck it. They both need something to do. And the they energy were, was great. Yeah, they were really fun as a team here, and... I also want to see Okada challenge for the extreme title. Yes. Much like his teacher in the main event, the Fallout, uh, which we'll get to. Now that Okada's in DDT, I don't want to see him in just straight mas- wrestling matches all the time. Let's get weird, because I know he's up for it. But uh, Well, we know he'll do weird shit, so. But yeah, what do you think about the match? Ugh. Yeah, I thought this was a fun opener. I mean, everyone involved is pretty much fun to watch for the most part. Um, <laughs> uh. Kojima actually got a lot in for a rookie in the match. Like, this is probably one of the longer matches that it has, like, one of the rookies in it. But, um, yeah, I thought he was really um, impressive with hitting, you know, with that suplex. You don't see that a whole lot, like, at all. So, definitely think he still has an incredibly bright future ahead of him. And also, like I said, Okada and Ino worked really well together. Like, their energy was just absolutely infectious. So, would definitely like to see them um, continue tagging down the line or, you know, just becoming some permanent tag team. But I guess we'll see. At least it's nice that Eno got something here. Let's uh, see. Uh, next match was uh, Soma Takao defeating Hideki Okatani at 619. Uh, Okatani kicked off the match hot, going directly for him once the uh, bell rang, throwing him off into the outside and into the barricade. Unfortunately for him, that didn't last long. And also, for, unfortunate for me, uh, someone took control and got kind of boring. Okatani's comeback after that was good. But, uh, yeah, it was a fine six-minute match with some good offense from Okatani. But I think it was definitely like the low point of the show for me. 
I fucking figured you were going to say that. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was a fine match. It was definitely nice to see Okatani kind of come out with some fire against Soma and um, get the advantage there for a few minutes. But didn't last too long, and then Soma took over. So, I mean, you know how that goes. So... Uh, next, we got the announcement for teams in the Ultimate Tag League. Uh, teams will be uh, Higuchi and Sakaguchi from Eruption, Akiyama and Oishi from Junrets, Takashida and Shuma from the 37 Kamina, Brooks and Honda, which are the Europe Rep representatives, representatives. What the fuck? and uh, Sasaki and Hina from Damnation. Uh, pretty much what you'd expect here. Uh, I like the 37 Kamina team of Takashida and Shuma. Yeah. I'm kind of happy they didn't just go with Takashida and Mao since they just challenged, so kind of changed that up I a little like bit. I do like that they switched up. I'm kind of surprised with the Damnation team with Sasaki and Hino. Yeah. But that also kind of makes them favorites, I think, just because Hino is in it. I was going to say one Hino and then, you know, Sasaki being popular, so. And uh, I would like to see Hino pin Akiyama here to get a title shot. Oh, that'd be, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. So I feel like someone has to. I and mean, it should be him, but... I don't think... Well, it's not going to be Takashita since he's going to be busy no, for thing. Yeah. And he's the only one that kind of, like, screams a uh, person who could pin Akiyama to get a title shot. Like, yeah, pretty much pretty much uh, Hino. I think if anyone's going to get a title shot set up out of here, I think it's going to be Hino. But mm -hmm. also, when she's there, he can always depend, so that's probably what's also going to happen. Yeah, he's pretty much there to be the pin eater, so... But uh, I think Hino versus Akiyama would be a big uh, title match to do for uh, that uh, Tiber Fest. Mm. The question there is, if you do that, do you beat Akiyama now, or do you have save it for Takashita? That's kind of hard, though. Because I don't think you'd want to beat Hino right now, because no, he's... No, he's still... He's basically yeah. the guy... Like, if anything, I could, I'd use Akiyama to set up Hino, so that then Takashita can beat Hino eventually. Mm -hmm. But they could also just have Akiyama retain forever, and then have Takashita finally be the one to beat him much like kaito more than likely is gonna end up beating mudo eventually so i don't know but either way uh solid group of, solid field here can't wait for this tournament it's gonna be pretty quick since it's basically only taking place in one month things like Yay. five shows or something like that so we like that quick little tournament to uh, follow up uh champions carnival so and then after champions carnival i say champions carnival then it'll be this i'm sure there's gonna be a tournament right after that because pretty much summer is when tournaments get kicked off so definitely excited for that but back to the show Next match was Dancha Kudino, Makoto Ishii, and Saki Akai defeating Toru Washi, Akido, and Keigo Nakamura <laughs> at 9.16. Before the match, they sh showed a video of Dino and Oishi talking. Uh, Dino was trying to explain a new idea for his corner spot with his ass out, now called the Aniline Dead. But Oishi says he's learned the ways of Akiyama, so he doesn't have time for this shit anymore. So uh, Saki had to come play Peacemaker. This uh, ended up being what the match is pretty much all about. Oishi refusing to break rules and wrestle straight. Uh, he was complaining about Dino's cheating and Owashi's fake lucha, which just made Owashi sad. God. Owashi's so good at like doing like sad faces. He like it makes me sad. Like stop. But uh, Oishi got put into a leg hold by Akido, but Oishi yelled at Dino, telling him he didn't want to be saved by him. But uh, then when he went basically to stop or gave up on trying to help him, Saki yelled at Dino at him like yelling at him to help his friend and like slapped him so he went to go do it but Awashi stopped him but then uh Dino got up in the corner got his ass out waiting for Oishi to throw Keigo into his ass but he refused until Akido and Awashi gave Oishi a talking to uh he finally went to do it but Keigo 
dodged it, threw him into it. He thought he was safe, but all three of them went and shoved his face into Dina's ass for the anally dead, and Oishi turned into an ass zombie. <laughs> but uh, I guess it spooked everyone enough for Dina to pin Kago and win the match for his team. But uh, yeah, this was a weird comedy match. It was fun, but yeah, it was. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I think weird is definitely the way to put it. I know a lot of people would probably um, say DDT is some of their comedy stuff is just weird, but. It was definitely weird, but at the same time, it was still pretty entertaining, so no big complaints there. I think you actually did get some solid stuff from, like, you know, your typical pretty good workers, like Oishi, Saki, Akito, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, the zombie stuff was absolutely fucking hilarious to me, so I had a really good time with this match. And uh, it actually had some pretty good storytelling going into the main event. Actually, Going yeah. from, uh, I think it was like Call of Saki Strong into this to... The main event because the whole thing well I'll, 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 I'll just save this entirely for when we talk about the main event but uh yeah fun match next match was for the kod eight-man tag team titles uh sanchiro takagi yukio naya chikara and yakan nabe team thoroughbred defeated shinya aoki super sasadanga machine antonio honda and kazuki harada in 948 to gain the titles uh, not much. This is one much to this one, but I wasn't expecting much. Yeah. Uh, sad to see Harada go from two belts and challenging for a third to now losing his final belt. Stop it. But it was a fun match. Uh, Team Thoroughbred picking up the dub here was the right call, I think, because this is a cool dynamic for the belts and gives Naya his first title win. He even got the pin here, and a uh, good way to get him more experience if they want to keep bringing in outsiders to challenge for these belts. But yeah, fine match. Uh, did everything he needed to do. I was going to say, like, you can look at whoever's in the match and pretty much tell that it's not going to be, like, a work rate match. It was fine. It did what it needed to do, like he said. So, can't really complain. Naya, um, Naya getting the pin and his first title win was pretty cool for him. So, hopefully that's a good sign of things to come for him. And next match, uh, DT 24th anniversary special match. Harashima defeated Yukio Sakaguchi in 6.03, and uh, we got ourselves another contender here for the best sub-10 minute match of the year, because holy shit, this was great, and it was better because it was short. It was like all the meat of a longer form match. They still had like the mat wrestling you'd expect to kick things off, but after the first rope break, they just pretty much gave up on that, went to this t- ridiculous strike yes. exchange, and then Harashima hit a Somato for the win. I cannot fucking wait for this tag title match, but this match itself was must-see, mm. honestly. I absolutely agree. It's probably my favorite sprint match so far this year um like you said you went in and you expected the mad base shit but then they literally scrapped it and said fuck it we're just gonna start kicking and hitting the shit out of each other which was absolutely great um i definitely would not mind more matches like this if they're structured like this and you know well executed but there's not a whole lot of sakaguchis and harashimas in the world so can't uh can't duplicate that but yeah very fun match definitely definitely wanted to watch uh, after this match we got the announcement that russell peter pan 2021 is going to be outside this year and it's going to take place at fujitsu uh, stadium kawasaki on uh april, uh, april on august 21st <laughs> so uh definitely hype for that uh i like that dt keeps making these big plays doing bigger buildings and all that kind of stuff definitely shows that they want to grow and they're that they are growing that they're willing to do this so yep. definitely excited for uh peter pan and uh outside because they can do some wild shit outside that's for they sure they are going to do stuff that's going to be fucking crazy i already feel it but uh yeah next match semi-main event 
37 Kamina, Kunosuke Takashida, Yuki Ueno, Shuma Katsumata, and Mao defeated Damnation, Daisuke Sasaki, Tetsuya Endo, Yuji Hino, and Mad Polly in 1608. Uh, fun semi-main. A lot of the early portion of the match is just Shuma getting manhandled by Damnation, which is fun. That's his job. Uh, finally, he was able to tag out, and the 37 Kamina were able to take out Hino, which is a task in and of itself. Uh, followed that up with a good segment between Ueno and Sasaki before getting into some more uh, usual good stuff with Takashina and Endo because they're always really good together. Yeah. And surprisingly, the last few minutes with uh, Takashina and Polly were really good. Like, I really wasn't expecting that much, but uh, Polly was really good in this match for Polly the spots was, they gave him. Polly was fucking working. Yeah, he was fucking Polly off, sometimes off can really turn it on, and I'm like, okay, all right. But what any other things on the mask on the match? The mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I didn't talk about uh, Polly wearing the cape, like the mm-hmm. damnation flag. I thought that was... <laughs> <laughs> that was really cute. <laughs> he was damnation superhero, I guess. Uh, but yeah, the semi-main event was really fun. I mean, look at the teams involved. I'm gonna have a good time because I like everyone. So, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one too. So, good choice for a semi-main. Uh, let's get into our main event and what of a main event it was. Uh, KOD Openweight Title Match. Junakiyama defeated Kazusada Higuchi in 21:10 to retain. Uh, Higuchi was pretty dominant early before Akiyama, like, or pretty dominant early before Akiyama was able to avoid the claw and instead threw Higuchi's hand into the ring post, leading to him targeting Higuchi's arm and hand for the rest of the match, which I like since the claw is what took him out during the tournament match. So it was smart to try and make it impossible for Higuchi to use the move. He was working Higuchi's fingers while having him in an arm lock. Higuchi continued to headbutt him in the gut even while he was like stomping, like stomping on his arm and fingers. Higuchi couldn't lock in the sleeper later in the match, so he just bit his own hand to maintain the hold, which is fucking raw as shit. Uh, then they just started dropping bombs on each other till they both collapsed. Higuchi was able to finally get the claw on, but his arm was just too damaged, so Akiyama pretty pretty easily escaped. Uh, he went for a spear, but Akiyama dodged it and hit a knee in the and an exploder. He hit another exploder and an, another knee with the knee pad pulled down, but Higuchi kicked out. Higuchi got the claw in for a second time, but Akiyama was able to throw him off. He pulled the knee pad fully down and hit him with another knee in the back of the head for the win. And I fucking love this match. <laughs> uh, not sure if I'm the high man on it. Probably am. But uh, this is an easy uh, top three DT match of the year f- for me. Maybe number one, on, honestly. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's pretty much between this and Ueno and Okada for me. Both are different styles and probably have to rewatch them both to uh, come to an actual conclusion. But uh, this match was uh, one of my favorite Higuchi performances to date because he was working from underneath for most of the match which is something he doesn't really get to do in DUT since he's, like, one of the bigger guys on the roster. So him facing someone who could actually toy with him a bit was kind of nice to see. His facials were really good. The work being entirely around Higuchi's arm and fingers because of the claw was smart, and they did it well. Higuchi's selling of it was really done well, in my opinion. And I don't know, man, I just loved everything about the smash. What do you think? I have to start off with the robe that he wore because, of course, I'm going to talk more about the fashion than anything else. Um... <laughs> But I thought he looked amazing. Definitely brought out the main event look for uh, the match. So definitely kudos to him there. Uh, match itself was a, obviously it was a great fucking match. Um, well, I say I liked it as much as you did. No, I didn't. Ueno and Okada is still like my top match. But like I said, it's still a great match. It's just I think I just came in a little too high of expectations. I don't know why I like didn't like it as much as you, but there's some that there's some points didn't click for me, but I can't really point out which ones though. I don't know, it was weird. 
And just, like I said, match stuff was great. They did great. Both of them did. Um, Higuchi looked fantastic. Definitely solidifies him as someone that they could hopefully put that belt on down the line. And, you know, Akiyama's just fucking Akiyama. So he looked fantastic. So, yeah, there's that. But, yeah, it's it, it's still, like, one of my favorite DT matches of the year. It's just it's not my favorite favorite. If I had to guess on why you didn't enjoy this one that much or as much as you expected you it to. You probably fucking know. Well, it's probably because it, it wasn't as much them, like, dropping bombs on each other and doing lariats and shit like that. It was a lot of, like, limb work more than anything. Yes. <laughs> which, I mean, I enjoyed it, and I thought it was smart it's booking It's good limb work, so, yeah, I just. Yeah, definitely. I think I could see that being why you weren't, weren't as high on it as me. But uh, afterwards, we get the next challenger, which is Don Chocodino, which uh, oh, will guess. take place on uh, – April 11th, the same show where Eruption will defend the tag titles against Pissery Smile. Uh, some people are upset with that, but like as I mentioned with Okada in the opener, now that both these guys are in DDT, I want to see them do weird matches like this and do stupid shit. Fully embrace what being in DDT means, so I can't wait, honestly. And also, uh, Akiyama's got power, so if he, there's any spots in this shit he doesn't want to do, he can say no. But I don't know. I'm not sure if he's going to be as down with, as Okada to do weird shit. But he's definitely going to do some weird shit. Yeah. And I like the story, they kind of how they got to this. Because I think, I'm pretty sure it was Kawasaki Strong, like one of the bigger shows earlier, like in like February, where they did the whole like anal uh, power thing, where like, all the lights went out, and they used Dino's ass power to fucking bring the yes, lights back on. Oh my god. <laughs> After the, at some point in that mat, that show, uh, I remember Akiyama was like talking to the crowd and saying he wanted to find out about that anal power or something like that, or <laughs> something like that. And then... You bring it back into this show where they had like the opening, not the opening, but like the middle of the mat, middle of the show comedy match with Oishi and Oishi basically saying like, oh, I'm an Akiyama guy now. I don't do this silly shit anymore. Yeah. So Dino kind of has a reason to try and show uh, Akiyama the crazy or the stupid shit since uh, Akiyama's kind of uh, converting his old friend Oishi from away from doing comedy matches and doing strict wrestling. So they got a bit of a story here I'm kind of into, but as I said, uh, overall, a uh, pretty great show. Enjoyed most of it, and good way to do a DDT Corkin. DDT pretty much I've been delivering all year with Corkins, and I can't wait for the next one. So overall, a uh, fun show. Definitely check it out. That's it for uh, matches of the week. Uh, pretty easy. Number one for me, it's Akiyama and Higuchi. Number two would be Harshima and Sakaguchi. Uh, number three, I would probably go with Julian Tam. But you didn't watch that, and also you probably wouldn't like it as much as I did. But, no, probably not. Uh, two of, like, my least favorites, so yay. <laughs> I'll say, is there anything on ROH that you enjoyed more than anything on these shows? That's the only thing you really watched other than this. I was going to say, enjoy anything, like, above those? No. Um... If I had to pick, like, a third match. Probably the Damnation Kamina shit, wouldn't it? Did that some I mean? I'm trying to think. Maybe even a comedy match if you enjoyed that more. Well, it's like if I can pick from outside. Yeah, well, that ain't anything. You'd probably pick the pure title. Oh, okay. So what, So you'd probably do, like, basically my same list yeah, just I'd, with yeah, um, yeah, I'd do the same the top two and then pure title. Well, they could swap for that semi main from this show. Those are pretty close, so... Yeah. But that is our matches of the week. Uh, we'll drop any more recommendations in the footnotes. So check them out if you're looking for something to watch. But that is it for this week. Uh, next week, our main topics will be the Freedom Show from March 23rd, featuring the uh, Torotsugura 
defending against Tucky Kuwaki and uh, the Chris Brooks Produce Show, number three. Plus, we'll be talking about whatever else we decide to watch. I'm sure we'll probably watch that Tokyo Joshi show that's this week, coming week, mm-hmm. with Hikari facing Rini Yamashita. I do want to check out that All Japan show that just made tape this morning. Maybe check out the Tokyo Joshi show we were going to watch but didn't yeah. get around to. <laughs> but we'll probably watch some other stuff. So, uh, But check out the main shit and come back next week to hear our thoughts. If you're going to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you're going to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Taking Time Boss. And if you're going to follow me, you can do so at ASPIR underscore. That is it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.